Will you remain standing for the gospel? The gospel reading can be found on page 1616 of the Bibles in the church. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke, chapter 12, beginning at verse 1. Meanwhile, when a crowd of many thousands had gathered so that they were trampling on one another, Jesus began to speak first to his disciples, saying, Be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. There is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed, or hidden that will not be made known. What you have said in the dark will be heard in the daylight, and what you have whispered in the ear in the inner rooms will be proclaimed from the roofs. I tell you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, and after that can do no more. But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after the killing of the body, has power to throw you into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Are not five arrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten by God. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. I tell you, whoever acknowledges me before men, the Son of Man will also acknowledge him before the angels of God. But he who disowns me before men will be disowned before the angels of God. And everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. But anyone who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. When you are brought before the synagogues, rulers and authorities, do not worry about what you will defend yourself but, or what you will say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what you should say. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Do please be seated. Oh, you are. <laughs> Just try and find somewhere to put this. One of the highlights of June for me is the Saturday morning when we have the annual Trooping the Colour ceremony, uh, the Queen's official birthday parade on Whitehall in central London. In fact, I was very fortunate some years ago to get seats and could enjoy the spectacle first-hand. I remember Princess Diana was there, and I can see her now in a carriage, beautiful in yellow. Terrific spectacle. Bands, guards in red uniforms, horses, carriages, and, of course, Her Majesty the Queen and all the members of the royal family but right at the heart of it all is the banner of the Regiment of Guards, which has been chosen to be trooped. In the centre of the ceremony of the service, it is marched up and down the line of guards, saluted and generally given VV 
IP treatment. The ceremony of Trooping the Colour can be traced back well into British history. It had a practical purpose. You see, the banner is the heart of any regiment. And every evening, it was paraded up and down in front of the troops so that they would instantly recognise it in the field of battle. It was their rallying point and indeed their inspiration. And in fact, it carried on it previous battle honours. At all costs, it must be guarded and it must not fall into enemy hands. When new colours are given to a regiment, the old ones are not thrown away, but they are laid up to rest, usually in a church or in a chapel. And in Chichester Cathedral, in the St George's Chapel, we have most, if not all, of the old banners of the Sussex Regiment. And two of them, the two oldest, were actually carried at the Battle of Waterloo. And now they're up there, and they're quietly fading away, so that very little is left of them. Their netting is put on them, and so you can see the shape of the netting and stitched to it are just little bits of the silk that is left. In our Old Testament lesson this evening, God is the Israelites' banner, represented by the staff that Moses carried. And as they fought against the troops of Amalek, this was their inspiration, this was their rallying point. Poor old Moses had to stand and hold the rod up. And when he got tired, they gave him a stone to sit upon. And when his arms got tired, uh, Aaron and Ha'er uh, stood there holding up his arms. Poor man, I bet he needed more than a gin and tonic when he finished all that lot. But it was God's banner, if you like, like the God's banner, that banner, that staff, God's staff that Moses was holding up that gave them the inspiration to fight and to protect, protect the banner, which represented God's honour. And they must do it at all costs. And the man, of course, holding it was Moses, a reminder of their previous battles and all that had been achieved since Moses had led them out of captivity in Egypt. Although the odds were against them, they achieved success and vanquished Amalek and all his troops, the Amalekites. The real purpose of the story, as it's told in Deuteronomy, in Exodus, to read it and to remind us to depend on God's power when Moses had a rest and they couldn't see that staff, they were suffering defeat. Trust in God is the message from that story. When all seems lost in our lives, realize we cannot do everything by our own strength. Meditate, pray, faith in God's power to see us through. And as Christians, we don't actually have that banner that Moses carried, but we do have a very strong 
and discernible banner. There it is. It's the cross. The cross of Christ is our rallying point and our reminder of the sacrifice that God's Son made for our salvation. There's a wonderful hymn that goes, Lift high the cross, the love of Christ proclaim, till all the world adore his sacred name. And those words from that wonderful hymn must be our rallying point, our battle cry, if you like, and our ultimate aim as Christians, declaring the love of Christ and declaring Christ's name so that, as it's said in the Gospel, when we come to face to face with Christ, he will bring us up to the angels of God. After victory, Moses built an altar, which he called in Hebrew, Yehovah Nisi, or God our banner, which is the theme of tonight's service. And it was a place where Moses and the Israelites could offer sacrifices in thanksgiving. We have an altar where we commemorate a sacrifice, the sacrifice that Christ made for us all. And the cross above it reminds us that on the altar of our hearts, we must always live those lives of love and worship and praise. Lift high the cross, the love of Christ proclaim, till all the world adore his sacred name. Amen. And now we affirm our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe